Hey, 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 what's up, everybody? Welcome back to another Corn Fed Inc. production. Coming at you, hot and heavy. Hello, everybody. Welcome back to another Corn Fed Inc. production, episode 7 of the Corn Fed Sports Entertainment Podcast. Got my buddy, as always. The Timmy Downs. How you doing tonight, Tim? Doing great. This is the first time we've podcasted in a while. Kind of first time in this new world. So I'm kind of excited. We were kind of right at the edge last time we podcasted. Um, yeah. The world, was cha- the world was changing the night we podcasted. Now it's completely different. So I'm excited. Yeah, the world or the night we podcasted was when the NBA and all the other sports started shutting down. And now we're in a whole new world. That is for sure. Yeah, I remember that. We were watching the NBA had just shut down when I was on the way to your house. And then we thought Fred Hoiberg. Yeah, I forgot about Freddie. We thought Fred Hoiberg had it on the court, and then we did the Big Ten preview, but we're like, this isn't going to matter because they're not playing. <laughs> Which it didn't. <laughs> I'll never forget the day after, though. I sat there waiting, and they started canceling tournament after tournament, and then the Big East just tipped off. <laughs> yeah, that was weird. All all the other tournaments are canceled. The Big East is just playing. It was just the most bizarre thing. They made it to halftime, too, didn't they? Yeah, Creighton and St. John's, I believe. And they were just playing like it was no big deal. Didn't they, they give the, the trophy? Didn't they give the trophy to the winner that halftime too? I think so. And I know for sure <laughs> at, the, at the ACC tournament, they called Florida State out of the floor, gave them the trophy. It was just the weirdest. It was just the most bizarre thing I've ever seen. That whole oh, day was man. just bizarre. That was. And then I watched. I remember with my dad, I watched the first round of the golf tournament because it was the only sports on at that point. And we thought, okay, we'll at least have golf. And then that night they canceled that too after the first round. So it's been an interesting three weeks. And then I thought they were going to have the XFL, and then they canceled the XFL too. I just like to say I'm I'm going to claim our team, the Houston Roughnecks, they're the champions. XFL champions, baby. We were we were undefeated. We were dominating. I just I I think it's time for us to claim the trophy. That will be the first team that the Corn Fed Podcast has ever won as a (laughs) champion. champion. Yep, we're claiming that XFL too. Oh yeah, well, send send that trophy down to Houston. Let's get a parade going <laughs> down there. Let's after get a parade. The... Everything's good. Yeah, we're, let's we're get claiming going. that trophy. Oh man, that that'd be fantastic. I I need uh something positive in my life right now. That's for sure. Yes, we sure do. <laughs> day fifth. I think this is day fifteen or sixteen without sports. So yeah, it's, get, it's getting long. But as you guys can tell, Tim's on the phone. <laughs> we didn't want to get within six feet, and especially with Tim Social being distancing. yeah. So we're glad to get it rolling tonight. We'll try and get hopefully another episode out this week, just because yeah. there's not really much else to do not right really now. Not really much to do at all. And I, fi- I think uh, our fans and some other listeners would probably appreciate another uh, listening activity while they're For quarantined sure. in their house. So <laughs> let's do it. Yeah. Uh, before we get started, uh, I'm going to throw out our social media handles. If you're a first time listener, um, our Twitter. Or how is- you'd be a first time listener. I know. Why would you ever want to not be? <laughs> our Twitter is at Corn Fed Podcast One. Our Instagram is Corn Fed Podcast One. 
Our Facebook is facebook.com slash cornfedpodcast1. Our blog website is cornfedpodcast.blogspot.com. And last but not least, our YouTube channel is Cornfed Inc. Well, let's just keep it rolling tonight. What do you think, Timmy? Get the rapid minute it. going out right away. Let's do it. All right. We got some really interesting questions tonight. Timmy <laughs> came up with some great ones. I don't know kind what's been, been going bored. on. I've been bored at home. Just <laughs> out of the Twitter a lot. Just a lot of people are posting quarantine questions. And so these came from Twitter. I was going to say, where did these questions come from? But these came were all from, from the Twitter, old Twitter. And they were hash, hash, hashtag quarantine questions. So, man, we should almost throw up a. A daily quarantine thing on the Facebook could. page. Then. You definitely could. But I think we'd get some good results because people are bored. Oh, yeah. Everybody's just chilling on their phone. I bet people have charged their phones more in these two and a half weeks than they have in quite some time. So I would like to point out video game sales are through the roof at Target. Oh, yeah. I was looking for a Switch. People are buying the games. I was looking for a Switch for a long time because Shauna wanted one. And Did you find one? Yes. I, I swear I got the last one on GameStop online, and they shipped oh, it to my house. They're hard to get. Target yeah. hasn't had one for a few weeks now. Yeah, I've looked online, too, because my sister's trying to get one. And yeah. everywhere, there's an article, and it's like, Switches are sold out and for the foreseeable future. I'm like, Yeah, That's because insane. everyone's bored. Yeah, and it's a great family game sure. system, honestly. With all the Mario Karts and whatnot. Yeah, I think we're going to definitely try to get one of those eventually because I think yeah, it's a good family thing. Yeah, I'm sure the girls would love Jess it. Jess is the queen of Mario Kart as well. She is... Self-proclaimed or actually? Uh, she's very, very good at Mario Kart. Really? We used to play... When we were first dating, we played a lot of Mario Kart. <laughs> and she was... She always had the bananas and knew when to throw them. Throw them. She was good. The timing, huh? Yeah, so... But anyway, so let's get going. Yep. Our first question tonight... From the mind of Tim Down slash Twitter, death row meal. You got an appetizer, <laughs> a main course, and a dessert. What you got there? And a Timmy? drink. And a drink. Don't forget a drink. You can't forget that drink. Got to have something to wash it down with. <laughs> what do you got, Timmy? Um, let's let's, let's start, start with appetizer. Appetizer. What do you got? So I'm gonna go appetizer. This is I don't know if you can say it's an appetizer. Is my world's an appetizer? I'm gonna go honey barbecue. Slash garlic parmesan boneless wings. I mean, technically, you could probably say it's an appetizer. They're usually on the appetizer menu. Yeah, that is true. Unless you're at like Buffalo Wild Wings. Yeah, but actually most restaurants they are considered an appetizer. Yeah. So if I'm in jail, I'm gonna get killed for murder. I'm gonna. That's my appetizer. I, I would. That's a good appetizer. What What are you going? Are you going tater skins? No, I don't think you're gonna be too surprised just because you know how much I love the old Chinese. <laughs> but I'm gonna go with some high V crab ragoons in my mouth. <laughs> okay. Would it be high V? Do you think are they the OG of crab ragoons? Uh, they're up there. I love East China. East China has some really good crab ragoons. Uh, Panda Express is a little underrated. There's a solid mall. The mall Chinese. I don't even know what it's called, but the mall in Waterloo. <laughs> the mall Chinese. We talked about this before. We yeah. never did find a day. No, I'm just gonna keep calling it mall Chinese. But their crab ragoons are bomb. They're super fluffy. Hoo-ha actually has some pretty good ones as well, but you never really get them because you're just trying to get uh, the meal <laughs> shovel, grilled shovel down. Shovel as much other food into your mouth. For sure. But what do you got okay. for your uh, main course, I guess, there, Timmy? So my main course, I'm definitely, this is, I'm being very specific here tonight. We are going to go, so in Florida, when me and Jess went to Florida this yep. fall, yeah, I had that the most amazing, most amazing shrimp ever. It was just large, fresh, fried so I would go a big old ribeye steak, probably 10 ounce, and some of that shrimp. 
Uh, it was the best thing I've ever eaten. That and the shrimp I had in Mexico. Same kind of thing. Just the best shrimp I've ever eaten. I would definitely go there. I Fried do shrimp and a steak shrimp. and a ribeye. Do you uh, use the the shrimp sauce or whatever? Cocktail sauce? sauce? No, I do not need it. Not a fan of it or just like no, I the just shrimp? don't need it. It's just that good. If the shrimp wasn't that good, would you use it? Uh, it's okay. <laughs> I don't really love it. Fair enough. I like it a lot. But I don't know. It's just give one me of those a ribeye and shrimp. I can respect that. Ribeye medium with some shrimp. I'm good to go. <laughs> I don't think you're going to be surprised at my, on mine at all. Probably not. Uh, just straight up hoo hot. <laughs> I, I, I figured it'd be hoo hot. That's kind of where I was thinking you would go. Straight up hoo hot. I love it. Get some of that burn your village barbecue on there. I mean, you some might as well go oils. burn because you're not going to have heartburn later. You might oh, just yeah. Go all, out. go all out. Maybe just be so full that you pass out before you get executed and then you're good. Yeah. <laughs> Probably works. <laughs> no, that does not surprise me at all. No, I just get. I thought about getting takeout when they, you know, because they're closed right now. But I don't do know. They still just, do takeout? No, that I saw on their Facebook page that they're closed uh, indefinitely. You might have which to. You bad. might have to try the high V. Yeah, uh, my uncle Barry told me it was actually pretty good. Barry would know, I think. Barry, think Barry's a food a critic. Expert on such things. He he knows his food. That is for it's sure. It's cheap. It's only like eight bucks, isn't it? Yeah. So you might have to try that out. Have you had during it during the quarantine? No, I have not. I've looked. I've seen it pretty a few times. They have shrimp every day. I do love me okay, some shrimp, which is okay in my book. But it just—I don't think they have the variety of sauces, is what I'm thinking. Do you think that'll come, or just kind of a? I don't know. The veggies are all there. Like they have all the veggies and everything, and the meats and stuff. But I just don't know if the variety of sauces will ever be there. Yeah, I might have to give it the old college try at least once. You might try it. It's better than nothing. Yeah, unless Shauna is going to make it, and I don't really see that in her future. I have made stir fry once, which isn't the I, same. I make but it's... a really mean stir fry. What sauce do you I use get, on there? I just get some soy, some Worcester going on, Ooh. and some garlic, and, and I use like the not the refried beans, but like the bean sprout. I get bean sprouts in there. I get water chestnuts. I get ground pork. Wow, it's it's bomb. You go all out. It rice. I get chopped celery, shredded carrots. It's a bomb stir fry. <laughs> yeah, I usually just Mush- get fresh like, mushrooms. You do go all out. <laughs> yeah, when I make stir fry, I make stir fry. I usually just get like the medley, the frozen medley, or like okay. some of the frozen stuff from Walmart or Hy-Vee. Some diced mm-hmm. chicken, some shrimp in there too. And lately, I've been See, doing the uh, Panda Express orange sauce, which is actually okay. really good. Do you make when you make stir fry? Do you make your rice? Or, I use the frozen fried rice, like the high V, just frozen um, fried rice. What is it? Is it like minute rice? It's like that big red box. I don't. Oh, because you actually use real rice. Yeah, you just we just stick it in the microwave for like. 10 See, minutes. I just it's throw like go. a bag of the frozen fried rice right in the pan with all my ingredients. I'm sure that's good that. though. Still, and I use um, coleslaw too. I throw a bag of coleslaw in there too. Wow, some cabbage. <laughs> it's it, it's like a huge. It's a full meal. It's just loves it. Only made it like two or three times, but it, it's legit. Sounds legit. I'm gonna have to come over and try so, that sometime. I, I want to make it sometime. It's legit for sure. But is that, uh, is that right, your best dish? One question: Is no, that your best dish you make or no? Steak stroganoff, where I make the beef gravy with like cream, uh, not cream cheese, sour cream, and like real steak. That's my best dish. Steak stroganoff is my is my home home run. I respect it. So it's real good. <laughs> well, our last, uh, I guess, dessert. Well, we have a drink too, but our desserts. What do you got for your dessert there, Timmy, on your dessert? Dessert is meal? easy. 
We are going better than sex cake. Oh yeah, I forgot you how much you love that. Oh, uh, you get that butterfinger, and you get the whipped cream and the um, sweet condensed milk, and that German chocolate cake with chocolate and caramel sauce. It's that was, the OG of desserts. That was probably discussed on what about episode five ish? Yeah, we were talking maybe? about top ten, top ten desserts. I feel. So that's been a while back. A long that's... time, but it is so good. My mom and Jess <laughs> think just amazing. You get that cold let sit in the fridge overnight, that sweet and condensed milk chills. Oh, yeah, it's good. Sounds great. It's my cake. What would you go? I'm trying to, I don't even know where you'd go. You'd probably go to like lemon pie or something. I don't know. Ugh. Lemon pie, that just sounds disgusting. <laughs> they don't know what's you anymore. <laughs> well, recently I've been on a big kick and I've always loved this. But I went to my grandma's probably two or three months ago when she made this, and I just almost died. It was so good. (laughs) Nothing better than a homemade hot brownie, like fresh out of the oven, with some ice cream on top of it. Oh, my God. That is so good, good. man. It's solid. That's incredible. It really is. It really is a great dessert. We had those last night. And the homemade aspect, too. Like, if you go to, like, a buffet line or just, like, anywhere, it's, like, okay. But if so it's like homemade, homemade, straight brownies, out of the oven. Are they like out of a box? Homemade? Are they? Are your grandma making these things with cocoa? And... My grandma honestly might, but Shauna just made some here this past week, and they're out of the box. <laughs> Jess, me and Jess discovered the triple chunk chocolate brownies. They'll, they'll change your life. Pillsbury. Pillsbury triple chocolate chunk. Oh yeah, they'll change your life. They have real chunks of chocolate in them. Ooh. Oh. Sounds like they a heart are, attack. They're the, only br- they're the only brownie we go to anymore. And we make them really thin, and then we underbake them a little bit so they're really soft. Oh, yeah. We made so, those last night. They're, so basically they're, they're you're legit. telling me once you go t- triple chocolate chunk, you never go back? <laughs> Jess never liked box brownies until I made those about a month ago, and now we eat them once a week. <laughs> once you go she's triple chocolate like, chunk, you never go back. <laughs> yesterday I went to the store, and she's like, I wouldn't mind if you picked up a brownie mix. I'm like, okay. She's a big fan. You have to try it sometime. They're a game changer. I'll tell you what, though. Right now, that woman needs as much food as she can get with the quarantine. Four kids. And, yeah. And all four kids. Yeah, she can. Yeah. she's She has her Andy's mints as her go-to right now. She has a bag of Andy's mints. She says she eats when she needs to get a, become sane. I don't know how she does it. I, don't <laughs> I honestly don't know. <laughs> just like picturing and that she's now. she's studying for just, boards. Yeah. <laughs> how does she find time for that with four kids? At night, she lays out her phone and does it at night. <laughs> so well, major props to her oh yeah but so we're to the drink what I would think, your drink be well obviously alcohol or should we do alcoholic and like a normal drink well kid i don't think they give you an alcoholic drink in jail but we can do it all right yeah just for the sake of unless you're fed. afraid i don't think you get alcohol <laughs> in jail well, my alcoholic drink would just be a captain and coke love me uh, some, some good uh captain same and coke here, buddy. For sure. I knew that, but my non-alcoholic, that's a little tougher just because there's so many great drinks, but I'd probably go with an OG drink, just a straight Pepsi, cold Pepsi. It's solid. I can respect that. I mean, I don't know. You change your favorite drinks probably, what, once every couple months? Yeah, but there's always the OG. Strawberry? Well, no, that, no. I I do love me some strawberry, so I had one yesterday, actually, but... My all-time go-to favorite, a cold can of Mountain Dew. It just bottles are good. Bottles are good, but there is nothing better than a can of Mountain Dew. I can drink that in two drinks. Oh, 
It's the best. Yep. Once That's it gets warm, list. you only have about a minute to drink it once it comes out of the fridge. And then it's and all it's, downhill. Then, into... Yeah, yeah. But you that first minute, oh, so good every morning. <laughs> do you drink Mountain so... Dew that much right now, or? No, yeah, every day. <laughs> Definitely every day. Definitely going waves. I feel like of your drinks. Well, yeah, yeah. It's Mountain Dew, Pepsi, Dr Pepper are my go-to's. It's a solid list. Cold Dr Pepper too. Oh, solid. <laughs> <laughs> if you guys right. have have a corn or a death row meal. Let us know, cause yes, like we're just hanging out, doing a whole lot of nothing. Most I of us, thought, anyways. Me and Jess started talking about it last night. I just thought it's kind of interesting. What'd she have on hers? Uh, yeah, her appetizer was a chicken quesadilla, or the buffalo chicken quesadilla from LJ's. Ooh, and then definitely shrimp for her meal. I don't remember what her dessert was, and her drink was a diet Mountain Dew. It's a salad list, or peach wine if they let her have alcohol. <laughs> She's a big peach wine fan right now. I feel like a lot of people would pick booze if they if they're allowed, but I really yeah. don't. I'm gonna do some research on that. I'm really yeah, not I've, sure if that's allowed. Yeah, I've never uh, been around anyone that <laughs> it's happened to, so I couldn't really have the chance to ask them. You know, no. So uh, this kind of is a good little segue, I guess, to our next question, sort of. Yes. So obviously we're corn-fed sports, so we got to talk about the sports a little bit, even though it's kind of hard right now with everything. But what four athletes would you want on your side if you got in a bar fight, Timmy? Um, first of all, alcohol is most never allowed since the prisoners don't want rowdy inmates on their hands. Fair enough. Prisoners usually submit their final meal request a couple days before their execution date. The request is passed along to the prison shelf. Chef often a prisoner himself who then prepares the meal. Hmm. So fair enough. There you go. <laughs> Good to know for sure. So I would just have to go with the Pepsi then. Yep, you would just get the Pepsi. But uh, what is so, your uh, my four athletes? Four, four athletes in a bar fight, one at a time. Sounds good to me. My first one, and I don't really know if this would be a good one, but I've just seen the one highlight. I'm going to go George Brett because of that highlight where he comes charging out of the dugout when they try After to eject him run. for the time for the pine tar, and the look on that man's face. I think he would have killed somebody. Pure psychopath. And so. I think if he was on my side, I'd want him on my side. So I'm going to go George Brett just because I love that clip. No, I love that clip for sure. But my it's, first it's one, awesome. my first one, I don't think anyone would disagree with ever just for his history and some of the stuff he's been involved with on the court in the past. Ron Artest, Metal World Peace, give him, give him to me, baby. Metal Let's World go. Peace. He, that elbow he landed on James Harden that one time. And then obviously the malice in the palace. He was the malice the palace, big. and that's still when he comes off the court. Do you think we're gonna get in trouble for this? <laughs> that's the greatest quote of all time. Oh yeah. <laughs> Do you think we're gonna get in trouble for this? <laughs> I I just saw something about that the other day, and Steven Jackson's like, "We're gonna be lucky if we're still gonna be in the league, Ron." <laughs> yeah, we're gonna be lucky if we're not in jail. Yeah, it was just awesome. What do you got for that's your number awesome. two then? Number two, I'm also going to the NBA, and I'm gonna go the worm. Dennis yeah, Rodman. That's a solid I one. just think he would be a scrapper. No matter how bad it got, I don't think he'd give up. He'd fight dirty, I think. Which in a bar so, fight yeah, you I mean, want. Yeah, I think he'd bite and kick. He would do whatever it takes. I think we'd come out on top with the worm. Yeah. So I'm going to go Dennis Rodman just because I think it'd be fun. That's a good segue to my second one when you're talking about dirty. NFL player, Nagam, I can't even say his name, but Sue. 
Namakin Su. Yeah, Namakin Su. He'd be a great yes, he one to have. And he's, and he's a huge human. He's like 6'5", 300 huge. pounds. He could just step on people or stand on them or sit on them. I don't think he would necessarily lose in a fight almost ever just because you know no. he's going to fight dirty. Yep. And they can so, hit him with a chair or whatever. He just, it just bounces off him. And he so just if, I'm, going. if I'm going to the bar, I'm going to text him and be like, hey, <laughs> let's go yep. out. You got my back yep. all night? <laughs> Definitely agree. What do you got for number three there, buddy? Number three for me, I'm going to go also to the NFL. And just because I think we have proof early in his career that he was in a bar fight and survived, I'm going to go Ray Lewis. He <laughs> he stabbed two people and came out on the other side. So obviously he's not afraid to get down and dirty. So That's, yeah, uh, go, that's also my Lewis. number three. That's also my number three. <laughs> you have to put him in the list. He killed two people. And he's just super intimidating. Like He's proven his worth. He's super thick. He's just he's mean. Just his personality in general, yeah. Like he's got that scowl on his look and he's just like screams, "Don't don't f with me." <laughs> Agreed. Who's your your last one then? Um, my last one I'm going to go the old classic Nolan Ryan. <laughs> just he destroyed Robin Ventura. He's big. He can obviously land a punch. That might post, be the best the punch ever. of all time in all of sports. I saw a clip today where he got hit by a line drive in the first inning. He was dripping blood out of his mouth, like out of his nose. Yeah. And he pitched eight innings while licking his own blood. Psychopath, man. The man was a psychopath. And so I'd want him on my side. So those are my four. I don't. If I had those four, I think I could win most of our fights. And he pitched like 20 years or whatever, right? Yeah, he's super strong. Yeah, oh. He's throwing no hitters in his like 18th or 19th year. Yeah, in his 40s. <laughs> yeah, big fan, big fan of Nolan. He's a badass, certified badass for sure. So I think that's who I'd go with. My four. My last one. He's actually one of my favorite like NBA players of all time. Not like talent wise, but just like what he stood for and just how, overall how he played. Zach Randolph, dude was a machine. Loved him, and if I were to get in a fight, Zeke. I know he would just crush. And he grew up in a tough neighborhood. Like, do you remember that uh, yeah. clip, clip with DeMarcus Cousins where he's yelling he's at him? He's ago, like, right? yeah, he's yelling at him. He's like, bullies get bullied in, in my hood where we're from. Yeah. And I'm like, oh, man, he and ain't he messing just, around. He got indicted or arrested or something with some drug charges a couple years ago just for selling stuff in his own neighborhood. Yeah. I mean, when he was yeah. on the, the jail blazers back in the day, too, no, that was, that was a rough blazers. team. Bonzi Wells. I don't think so, but he was on that Pacers team, and that Pacers team was pretty rough with Steven Jackson. Oh, yeah. Reggie Miller was on that team, but he wasn't really, you know, where he is I'm now. Rasheed Wallace. Rasheed Wallace, that's who I was thinking. Rasheed Wallace, David Salabar, Bonzi Wells, Zach Ritter. Isaiah Ryder. Bonzi Wells, yeah. Ruben Patterson, the Kobe stopper, remember that? <laughs> yep, they were a rough crew. Yeah, Bonzi Wells was a bad dude. <laughs> yep. Here it says Bonzi uh, Wells flipped off a fan in the middle of a game while he was on the court. <laughs> That's insane. Yep. Oh, yeah. Isaiah Ryder, didn't he? He was a good player. Um, I thought he was in something. He, he spat off. Employees shouted in seventy, smashed a cell phone, spat on a fan. Yeah, I'm seeing that yeah. too. 
He started a kids basketball training program in Arizona. Looks like he's, he's calmed a it down a little bit. Family man, his six year old son's a spelling bee champion. Hey, probably a better speller than you and me. Yes. <laughs> so our last question on Rapid Minute, though, back to the old quarantine. What three restaurants are you most forward to sitting down and eating at after the quarantine is over? And for the record, how wild is it going to be when everything's open again? Like, everybody's going to be out doing something. Like, everybody's going to be getting hammered at the bars. (laughs) Oh, for sure. It's going to be a wild time, dude. Yep. So So my my number one, obviously, I talked about it as my last meal. I haven't had it in a while because of all this stuff, probably like six weeks or so, which is the longest time it's been for a while for sure. But who hot got to go with the OG who hot. Love it. Can't wait to sit at your grill. Just go to town. Going to eat like five plates next time I'm able to go. For sure. Um, I'm going to go with good old Texas roadhouse. I really <laughs> miss that place. I got that. On I can there still well. get it. I can still get it takeout, but it's just not the same. You get the peanuts and the the unlimited rolls. Yeah, the, the salad. Awesome. Oh, just yeah, definitely gonna go Texas Roadhouse. Yeah, I got that on mine. The fresh bread straight out of the oven. Eat about twenty seven of them and yep. not be able to eat any of your actual meal because you're full on. No, bread. you take it for a meal <laughs> the next day. It's awesome. Yeah, you basically just fill up on bread and drink a bunch of pop or beer. The legendary it's margaritas. Just, <laughs> it's just a great day. I oh, love yeah. Texas. So is that number two for you on your list? Yep, sure is, buddy. Number buddy. two for me is just any Chinese buffet. Yes, <laughs> yes. I miss Chinese buffets. I, I just, I love them. Really, just love hammering some Chinese buffets. It doesn't matter if it's the one in Waverly or Mall Chinese or whatever it is. I just, just love Chinese buffets. The Waverly one's underrated for sure. The Waverly one is really good, and so is the one in Independence. Oh my god! You know that's my favorite one. <laughs> that one is solid. Yeah, my last one. I'm gonna go a little off the record just because I want to focus on the atmosphere and just hanging out and watching sports and whatnot. Peppers. I love peppers. It might be one of my favorite restaurants. I, I had some peppers the other day. It was really good. Did you get what I recommended? Nope. I got the Hall of Fame burger. It was delish. I've never had that. Sounds pepperoni, good. Ha- pepperoni, ham, fried onions, beer, cheese sauce. It was it was legit. That sounds awesome. So, yeah, Peppers is good. And for my number three, I'm going to go to my all-time favorite restaurant, good old LJ's. Just love that place. Some buffalo chicken quesadilla. Just, yep, I'll always just love that place. Even when I worked at Sam's, I went there a lot, and I still just yep. love going there. My favorite restaurant of all time. Hey, I don't so, blame you. That place is good. Fun fact about that place. I watched the Fail Mary from that establishment. The Fail Mary? Really? Yeah. <laughs> did not know that. That's been what? Six years ago already? Probably? I was still in Iowa City. Yeah, I was going to say, I don't think I knew you at that point in my life. I was still in Iowa City. I remember throwing up in the bathroom. You were sick or just mad? I was mad. <laughs> I literally kid you not i was watching the bed i said the packers are gonna win i woke jess up i said jess the packers are gonna win she's like that's cool and then it, it happened and i literally i slammed something i walked into my bathroom i threw up that's <laughs> because so you were so mad. mad i was so mad that game was oh that's a whole different was, topic so let's not get oh, into don't it don't you give me i started on that 
Well, those are oh, good restaurants. Awesome restaurants. Can't Dylan wait. Dylan used to watch every Iowa game from that establishment. Really? Football and that basketball? Was, uh, no, just football. He'd go there every Saturday morning. He'd sit with his buddies. They'd watch game day, get some beers and some apps, and they'd watch the Hawkeye game all the time. It's fairly cheap, too, for the amount of yep. food you get. And he said there wasn't a ton of people, so you could watch the game and not feel overwhelmed. And he said it's just a good atmosphere to watch the Hawks on. He still does it or he used to? He used to. I don't know if he's – I think he still frequences it, but I don't think every week. Like, I think he was a pretty much every weeker. Yeah. It's blown so, up a little bit here in the past five years. Yeah, I, I think like. in the last few years it's kind of got more popular. They have marquee, which is cool. Yeah, they we'll definitely need that around this area. For sure. Was there anything else you really want to touch no, on? No, I think we're minute? good. All right. Let's uh, get into our meat and potatoes. Of the podcast tonight. <laughs> All righty. All right, everybody. We're going to talk a little sports. There's pretty much the only sporting news has been NFL free agency. Uh, not much mm-hmm. else. There's been some other Twitter things where people are simulating the uh, what they thought the NCAA tournament would have looked like, which actually yeah. they had Iowa in the Elite Eight. Yeah, Dylan told me that yesterday. He said, if I would die, if Iowa was actually the Elite Eight. And they only lost to Kansas by, like, three, I saw. Oh, they did? Okay, they, I saw they were going to play Kansas. They beat Duke on, like, a last-second shot by Garza. <laughs> I, if that would have happened in real life, I, I literally would have died, probably. I would have been screaming so loud. I might have died, like. Because I already have a love oh affair with God. Luca Garza. If he had hit a buzzer beater to beat Duke, I'd probably I, flew to wherever they were at and hugged the man. <laughs> Iowa basketball is going to be so good next year, I think. Oh, I can't wait. That's a John, good topic, though. Yeah. Last thing I'm going to say on that, John Ralston or whatever, he had his preseason ranked sixth for next year. Yes. I, I saw another reduction today where we were the top Big Ten team. We were coming in at 10 as a top oh, Big Ten team. We are going to be so loaded. I cannot wait, my friend. That might be the most excited I've ever been for an Iowa basketball team ever. They're going to be so good. <laughs> but, <laughs> I'm getting excited already. Can't wait. So back to the NFL, a little bit free agency. There's been a lot of moves, a ton of moves. People getting cut, trades, signings. But let's be honest. But none bigger than Tom Brady, yes. the GOAT. That sticks out above the rest for sure. The GOAT. And that was pretty early in free agency, really. A couple I trades like happened. The, I feel like NFL gets it all done like in a day. It really does. There's like no free agencies out there. No. Free agents out there it's anymore. not like baseball where there's a month out there and they're still doing it. Yeah, so what's your – obviously, he signed with the Tampa Bay Buccaneers after 20 years with the Patriots, which is insane. What's your gut tell you when you hear that? Tom Brady signs with the Buccaneers. It it, it shocks me, surprises me. Um, I don't think it's going to be a good move for him. At the age of 42, he decides he needs a change. He looked really old and slow in that playoff game last year. He did not look good. Um, granted, New England did not have many weapons. Nope. Tampa has more weapons. I'll give him that. That could be a fun team if he can rekindle his magic from a few years ago. I just don't see it, though. I just I don't see it. They'll be an 8-8 eight eight team at best, I bet. Yeah. What are from your thoughts? I, from what I'm reading, Tom Brady really wanted to go there. He actually yes, pitched he himself. He recruited them to that. Yeah. Yeah. I do love their coach, Bruce Arians. He's a really good coach. He's a good coach. They, they have, have a great receiver. 
Yeah, Mike Evans, Chris Good Godwin, he's good. They're, they're legit weapons. Yeah, but, but can a forty-four year old man who struggled at times last year and in the playoffs he was just straight up exposed. He was granted the Titans defense is legit, but still, I don't know. I don't. I don't see it being a good move for him in the long run. Honestly, would any of us be surprised if he plays one more year and it goes not so well at all and he's done? Would you be See, surprised would, if that happened? That would surprise me. That he'd be done. It, that he would I be don't done. think he's going to quit on a bad year. If he has a horrible year, he's going to come back and say, oh, something happened. I wasn't didn't know the offense yet. I was getting comfortable. And he'll try a second year. But what if and he has then, another bad year? Well, then he'll call it a career. Because then they won't re-sign him. He's only what did got he a sign? deal. Yeah, that's what I two thought. Deal. So if he has two years, then they will, no one will sign him. They'll have to retire. I mean, they could always but release I, him, I guess. <laughs> I just don't think he's going to give it up that easy. He's too much of a fighter. And he wants to play until he's 45. Yeah, that would give him two more years then. Well, three more yeah. years. Because he'll, well, he'll turn 43 this year in August. That yeah. would give him a few more, yeah. So I just don't see him quit like that. He's too proud. He is, for sure, which I love about him, honestly. Yep. That competitive uh, mean Oh, yeah, the great, the great ones always are. For sure. There's pretty much have to kick him out of the gym or out of off the football field. Yeah, the Brett Favre's of the world. And how, the, other, the other side, how are the Patriots going to do? I was thinking about that. Who do they have at quarterback? They have a guy they drafted, what, last year, uh, two years ago? Yes. It was some, I just saw an article. There's, it was, oh, here it is. Jarrett Stidham. They, they signed Brian Hoyer, I saw, though. <laughs> well, he gets the, yeah, and then they have Cody Kessler as well. Yeah, Cody Kessler. He, he was at USC, correct? Yes. But she's young in that Jarrett yep. Stidham. Stidham. He's, he's younger, even. I think he's the one that's supposed to take the job, but we will see. I'm hearing a lot of Deshaun Watson rumors, and I think they're just rumors. I mean, why would the Texans do that? Why would they also trade? But also, why the would they receiver? trade Denard Hopkins for a guy that was going to be released the next day? Yeah. Andre I mean, Hopkins is amazing. He's the best receiver in the league. It just, I want to touch on the, the Hopkins thing real quick. That is just ridiculous. They were going to release David Johnson. And they also really they were. get Hop, and then they get Hopkins for him. What they give and up? A, David Johnson and a third, a right? Third for for Hopkins. Did, and did you hear where Bill O'Brien called him Eric Hernandez? I thought that was just a or he. That's what started their out. their feud. Did he come out and defuse that? Yeah, Hopkins came out and said okay. something. He didn't call him Eric Hernandez. I'll look it up for sure, but he came out and he said something. He actually called him that. That's just ridiculous. Yeah, if he called him that, that's like the ultimate <laughs> thing. Okay, he tweeted, DeAndre Hopkins tweeted, this is being blown out of proportion. As I've said before, I am enjoyed and proud of my time with the Texans. I have the utmost respect for Bill O'Brien, or Coach O'Brien, and that will not change. Now I'm ready to play for the Cardinals. But he didn't say he never did call him Bill O'Brien. Yeah, but I feel like if he did, that would be about the worst thing you could say to somebody. <laughs> no, it would be. Especially for all the attention he uh, Hernandez has gotten here in the recent... Yeah, for sure. So, anything else uh, you really... Yeah. No, the NFL free agency is what it is. It's hard to follow. 
I admit I'm not the biggest NFL fan in the world. Yeah, there was some interesting moves for sure. Some, a lot of trades, really. Uh, Diggs going to the Bills. Uh, a couple other trades that happened. Jimmy Graham going to, to the Bears. Ex- which is a joke. Yeah. I'm excited to see Phillip Rivers in Indianapolis. We all know Phillip Rivers is one of the one of the biggest Philip Rivers fans out there. This podcast is. Cornfed, baby. We love ourselves with Philip Rivers. We do. We so it would be really interesting to see him get to the Midwest now. See how he can do there with all his kids. All but 72 of them. He'll increase the size of Indianapolis for sure by just bringing the kids. <laughs> how can he even be in his house when you're not supposed to have social media? Yeah, gatherings? he is breaking well, the rule for was. sure. <laughs> and then we talked about that one time, that sweet RV. van he's got, the RV. That thing is. Didn't he have somebody legit. driving him around in it too? Yeah, someone drove him back and forth from LA to San Diego every day. That would be the life, man. Because he didn't want to live. He wanted to live in San Diego, and they were in LA now, so he just drove back and forth every day. It was like four hours round trip. Sounds like a great life, if you ask me. Yeah, he's got it made. And his wife is pretty attractive, from what I recall. (laughs) Really? I'll have to double check, but I mean, he's an NFL player. I'm going to look this up now. I mean, I, eh, she's she's good looking. She has seventy two well, kids, so this is she's top seventy two kids out of her hoo <laughs> One, Here's two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight kids. Jeez, does he only oh, have Phillip. two boys? Looks like it from this family pick I'm looking at. Philip is getting a lot of girls there. Holy moly! That's a hashtag girl dad right there, my friend. Do you think he's done? With kids? Or do you think there'll be more? Do you think there'll be more? It's a good question. Looks like he had his first one when he was in college still at uh, Ole Miss. Really? Or NC State, excuse me. He was getting it out early. <laughs> they might have been married, though, at that point, it looks like. They've been together they for probably a they was. Were, they were middle school sweethearts here, it's saying. Oh, my goodness. We're going deep into the Philip Rivers. <laughs> How did we get off on the Philip Rivers love life? I'm not <laughs> sure, but they got married in two twenty two thousand and one. So they had their first, their last kid in two thousand nineteen. So she's only thirty eight. Wow. Yeah, they got married I, when he was nineteen. She was eighteen. I'm expecting we will see number ten. That might Phil. be. That's a bold prediction. <laughs> I, I'm trying to get a little more information if they can still have kids. I'm sh- I don't know I why, mean, but yet less than forty, I think they should be all right. But I didn't know if they like took care of that. Oh, I got you. I got you. <laughs> yeah, you never know. Maybe eight was Catholic, enough. So he, prob- he probably did it. Yeah. I'm googling. Will Philip River have more kids? <laughs> we get way off. Of their ninth child, Anna, in March. She's just a few months old. Rivers commented on this topic. Rivers said he and his wife Tiffany are open to having more kids. Jeez. He said, We are only 38. We're open to having a few more kids. <laughs> so they're talking like 11 or 12, it sounds like. I feel like if you get to not, like, if he has one more, you got to at least get to double digits then, you know? You got to get to 10. You can't just have nine. Who has, you know, an odd number? <laughs> there is actually an odd. Will Philip Rivers likely retire or welcome his 10th child first? Well, he'd have to get so, going right now. Yes. Because I 
don't know how much time he has left in football, honestly. This next year will be a defining moment for that, I feel like. Anything else you want to touch on NFL free agency-wise? You there, Tim, or did I lose you? Oh, I must have lost him because I can't hear him. Well, Philip Rivers, great guy. Got to love him. Our next topic we were going to talk about, there's a Facebook baseball list going around. I'm sure some of you guys have probably seen it. But it's about your favorite players that have all from each position. Timmy, I got you back. I can't hear you, though. Can you hear me? Can you hear me? <laughs> I can't hear Tim. We'll have to figure that out. But our, we're going to talk about our favorite MLB players of all time at each position. So, obviously, there's nine positions. Here we go. We got Tim back, maybe. Timmy. Hello? I can hear you. You hear I me? I can hear you. We're back. <laughs> Good deal. I got a little nervous there for a second. I had to improvise. What did you say? Well, I'm now talking about our baseball Facebook list. Our favorite okay. MLB players of all time by position. We'll just go straight okay, down the okay. order. Uh, first, starting with catcher. Who do you got on your catching list there, Timothy? Um, although it pains me to say it, I have Pudge Rodriguez. He was just – he killed the Cubs in that one year. But growing up, he was always my favorite. And he was – he's arguably the best catcher of all time, too, let's be honest. Best defensive catcher I've ever seen. Nobody would was even dare run on him. Nope, Unbelievable. Can't Who do you got? I have. I love him just because of all the quotes you heard about him, and especially after he passed a couple years ago, just all the great stories that came out. Yogi Berra, mm -hmm. and he was a winner. Great. Just a straight oh, winner. Just awesome. Can't argue against winning. Nope, definitely cannot. First no, base, first base. I'm going the GOAT, Lou Gehrig. I, one of my all-time favorite baseball players, and honestly, if he had not got sick and had to retire, I think he would have had the best stats of anyone. And honestly, in my mind, he might be the best hitter ever. The dude could just flat-out hit. And, yeah. He raked. He raked. And plus, he played every single day. Yeah. My first baseman, I tried to stay away from current players. I almost don't consider him a current player just because he's hurt basically every year now. <laughs> Doesn't play, like, at all. But Miguel yeah. Cabrera... He was very fun. He was so much fun Great to watch. Hitter. And he like had fun on the on the field. Oh yes. Being he won goofy. A crown, which I never thought we'd see again. Just had some incredible years with the Marlins and then oh. even more so with the Tigers. Yeah, I really never thought we'd see a triple crown. To see that again was just amazing. I really wish they would have won that World Series. They had Verlander, Cabrera. They had some other good pitchers too. Fister and Scherzer was on that team too. Scherzer, that team was loaded. So close, but that would have been um, awesome. But he won one in Mar with Miami, so. Oh, yeah, that's right. In 2007 so, year. Yeah, yes. that was his rookie Josh year, Brecker. right? Yeah. He was playing third at that point, I believe. Yep, for sure. So second base, I don't know why I picked this guy. I just, I always loved him. He always fought with Barry Bonds, which I always loved. And then he had some great years in Houston. I'll never forget he hit a walk-off homer in the playoffs. I think it was against the Cardinals or the Giants, and he threw his helmet off, and it was just the space he made. I'm going to go Jeff Kent. Guy was just a great hitter. A lot of power. Definitely probably a steroid guy. 
Oh yeah. But I was just a big fan of his growing up. Him and Barry Bonds together on that Giants team. Unbelievable. Yes, they were loaded. That they, and then he went to Houston and had a lot of good years. Powered them to the world to the World Series that one year. They did not win, but he was on those teams. He had a lot of success late in his career too. I'm he did. Into stats. I think probably steroids, but yeah, I mean, who wasn't? Him, I guess in that era, him and Bonds fought all the time, which I always enjoyed. And he rocked a great mustache there for a while. Sure did. <laughs> My second baseman can't. It's hard to argue this being a Cubs fan. Ryan Sandberg. Yep. Arguably, the best. arguably what a top five second baseman of oh, all time, sure. probably. For sure. Won the MVP as a second baseman. Kind of. Yep. The Cubs obviously struggled for a long time, but when he was there, they played really, really well. I don't feel like second base is a traditionally stacked position. So I think he would definitely be a top five second baseman. Yeah. Yeah, I would agree with that. And he Uh, he played the field really well. Oh, great fielder. So going to shortstop. This was... Probably my favorite player growing up. Loved him. Sean Dunstan. Yes. Just loved that man. He had the Sean O'Meter, wore his hat really high. Just huge Sean Dunstan fan. And still my great favorite shortstop of all time. He has one of my favorite clips of all time, too. Where that, that guy slid and laid at him and got him pretty good at second base. He was playing short, like you said. Yep. And he gets up and turns around and just slugs him in the face. Yep. <laughs> awesome. My dad used to always tell me how much he loved Sean Dunstan. I remember My him a little bit. Sean but Dunstan as well. He, so, he played yep. hard, that is for sure. And he had the Sean O'Meter, which I love. The fans yeah. would hold up his average in the stands every day. He was a good player. It was great. My shortstop, this guy kind of brought a little bit of flair to baseball before we – nowadays it's all over the place, but he kind of started a little bit, I feel like. Jimmy Rollins had the the dreads flowing at shortstop. He was great. Great player out there. That fit, Those Philly teams were a lot of fun. A lot of too. World Series on those Philly teams. Chase Utley, Ryan Howard, some really good players on that team. For sure. Third base. You can't go wrong there at all. Oh, I'm yeah. Not saying, oh, we're both of us, I believe. Yes. Just Hard the grown of Cub players. Just the broadcasting, the what he did on the field, his bat. They call Ernie Banks Mr. Cub, but Ron Santa was as important to the Cubs as anyone. Oh, yeah. No no doubt about that, my friend. Just it's... the great. Love him to death. Honestly, we wouldn't know how great he really was if he wouldn't have gotten into broadcast casting no. either. No, but I told someone tonight that he was the reason I fell in love with baseball. Just the joy he brought to the radio booth when I was a kid, when I used to listen to the games. And he was just so entertaining and so into the game. It was I mean, just a him and Pat Hughes and him and Pat might awesome. be the greatest broadcasting crew. Yeah, because time. even when the Cubs were horrible and just playing like crap, they would entertain you and keep yep. the game interesting and just it was so much fun. Yep, those two were special together for sure. I'm sure he thinks about him a lot. Yep, for sure. All right, we're going to left field. I have Ted Williams, my left fielder. Tough to argue with the only four hundred possibly hitter. the best hitter of all time. Yeah, just not for power, but just the straight best hitter of all time. The guy Correct me if work. I'm if I'm wrong too. He obviously was a le- batted lefty, but didn't he bat uh, bat with his hands the opposite way? I believe he did. Yes, cross hand or whatever, which yep, is insane. Sure. His eye hand eye coordination was just unbelievable. Whole new level. Yep. 
my left fielder guy was a lot of fun too. Great hitter. Probably benefit from the steroids, obviously. <laughs> Manny Ramirez. Oh, fun. unbelievable. Manny being Manny, that is Manny for sure. Manny disappeared into the monster that one time. That just, was basically a segment on ESPN or Sports Center every single day during the baseball Manny season. Manny. Him and David Ortiz were just on a whole new level together. He was such a feared hitter, too. Oh, yeah. Love it, buddy. Yep. Great. Can't go wrong there. Who you got for your center fielder? Center fielder, I'm going Jim Edmonds just because the man amazed me what he could do defensively, especially in the Angels days when he was oh, – some of those catches he made still to this day, just I don't know how he did it. And then the one year he had for the Cubs, he was just a lot of fun, hit a lot of big homers that year. It just – it was a lot of fun. I really enjoyed him as a Cub, and but the defense that I remember as a kid, Special. just how great he was. It was that one catch he makes where he dives doing the Willie Mays and then he dives – headlong it's just unbelievable how he made that catch if somebody said he's the best center field defensively player of all time i don't think i could argue with him that i i think he is yeah you could say willie mays but people weren't hitting the ball as hard no, as they were just, back then he just made the root the hard look routine it was just unbelievable yeah who do you got center who's your center fielder? my center fielder I'm a big fan of this. It's he's some of it has to do with have you ever seen the movie 61? Yep. Roger Maris, Mickey Mantle. But Mickey yep. Mantle is my favorite center fielder of all time. Obviously, he's a great player too. And just kind of his lifestyle was pretty pretty out there at the time too. Oh, like for sure. At the, during the 60s, that was very frowned upon, and he just did his own thing for sure. Oh, yeah. The Mick was one of his own. I read a biography yeah. on him and he was just something else. Just a super interesting guy and great player. Yep, for sure. So that's why I have him in my center field. Going to right field. And we get to this is my favorite baseball player of all time. Idolized this kid growing up. Always or always wore his number. Tony Wynn. Just love him. Number 19. Will always be my favorite baseball. Probably quite possibly my favorite, but always my favorite baseball player. Just the guy could actually hit. And I really think he would have hit for 400 if we wouldn't have had the strike short in the season in 94. What was he at? I think he was batting 396 when the season ended. Man. And I really think he would. He might not have got there, but he would have challenged for it. Would have been close, yeah. And I really just, it would have been so much fun to see. Right field was tough. There's a lot of great players at right field. Sammy was on there for me. Vlad Guerrero was up there for me, obviously. And so, yeah, it's a tough one. Right field's tough. Yeah. Obviously being Cubs fans for... Our whole lives, Sammy. Sammy gotta... as a kid was just. But I remember I had like 120 win baseball cards. He was just, he was my idol. Just yeah. loved him to death. Just did it the right Who... way too. Oh yeah. Who do you got for right field? I got Vlad Guerrero. Love Vlad Guerrero. Yeah. I love his son now. The dude Can't had an absolute cannon out there. He might have the best right field arm of oh, all time. For sure, I agree. I remember. Watching on Sports Center when I was really young, he like stood on the one foul line and he threw it like all the way to over to the other foul line, like out of the out of the ballpark, which was yeah. insane because that's about as far as throw you can have in baseball. <laughs> but it just just was fun too. He crushed the ball. He wasn't up there to take walks necessarily. He was up there to just nope. hit it hard, get you on never base. Never saw a pitch you didn't like. Yep. And he had a very unique swing too. His son kind of has the same same looking swing a little bit. Yep. Who do you got for your uh 
DH spot then? My DH coming in, Edgar Martinez. I grew up, I loved those Mariner teams with Griffey and Randy Johnson and Jason Hall Luner. of Famer. Edgar Martinez, just flat out hitter. Recent Hall of Famer too, correct? Yep, for sure. This year will yeah, this year. Awesome. Or was he? This year or last year, I don't remember. I think it was last year because I think we talked about it on the show, honestly. (laughs) Just a great hitter. I love to watch it. Like I said, I love those marriages with Jay Buhner and Griffey and Johnson and Alex Rodriguez. A lot of talent on those teams. Unbelievable. I remember seeing them play in a doubleheader in Milwaukee. It was just just a lot of fun. I just really enjoyed him. Well, that's definitely – That's why – Isn't that team the team that has had 116 wins? 116 wins, yep. Unbelievable. They but were my, so loaded. That was Griffey in his prime. Yeah. My DH, David Ortiz. Big pop. Another one of those dudes just had a lot of fun, laid it on on the field every single time. And let's be honest, DH might be the best job in all of sports. Oh, for sure. Just get to come up and hit every <clears> couple <throat> innings. Besides that, you're just hanging out, cheering on your teammates. <laughs> yep. It's a great position. And just how much he's loved. And I'll always remember his after the Boston bombings in 2013 yep. or whatever. He comes out and he's like, this is our fucking city, man. Yep, he was <laughs> said it in front of the whole crowd. And you're just like, he was awesome. You get goosebumps even hearing that. And like, he took over that 2003 playoff series against the Yankees. And they got down 3-0. I remember yep. game five, he hit a game tying homer and then hit the walk-off homer. Yeah, he just, just refused to lose. He took over that series. Great hitter, man. Special yep. hitter. So let's get into the starting pitchers. Who is your starting pitcher number one? Yep. We got three starting pitchers and two relief or closing pitchers. My first one, hard to argue with this guy. Dude was unbelievable. Arguably the best pitcher of all time. Didn't throw for a lot of speed, but man, could he paint it. Greg Maddox. Oh, my goodness. So much fun to watch, too. He just knew, had a plan. He reminds you Obviously, Hendricks is kind of the poor man's. Yep. Greg Maddox a little bit, but just so much fun to watch out he there. He knew man. how to pitch. He just knew how to pitch. Yep. He would Didn't study too, him, and but just knew what he was doing. Had that late uh, movement on his fastball too. Just unbelievable. I'll never forget when I, I was. I grew up during his heyday, and he had a streak where he hadn't walked anyone for a while. And Bobby Cox actually made him intentionally walk someone. Because he thought he was grooving too many pitches because he didn't want to walk anyone. Yeah. And so he actually made him come out and intentionally walk someone just to end the streak. Wow. Just so he would get back to pitching because he was because he could just not walk because he didn't want to. He could just throw it wherever he wanted. It was just he was just unbelievable. It's crazy because like when you look at Greg Maddox or like Kyle Hendricks, you're like, these dudes aren't athletes. They can't pitch. And then they come out yeah. and just dominate you. For sure. So um, who, you had Maddox one too, I'm me, guessing. Nope. Number one for me is John Lester, the only current player I have on this list. But just I will never – what he did for the Cubs, I don't think it's enough attention. He took us from a team that was – had lost 100 games three years in a row, and he stuck his flag there and said, we're going to win something, and I'll just never forget it. It just – it changed the whole – they can talk about Rizzo and Bryant and Madden and Theo and all they want, but when John Lester came, that changed the whole culture and said, okay, we're done being losers, we're going to win. I mean, honestly, if he doesn't come, we don't win the world. The whole series. thing doesn't happen. No, because I think he helped Jake Arrieta. He helped Rizzo. He helped Bryant. It just it it changed the culture. We said, okay, we're serious now. That whole story <clears throat> about when 
Theo met with him, though, is unbelievable. About how he drew up his lineup on a bar napkin, and he had Hayward on it, too. And Hayward was still playing for the Braves at the time he signed. Yes, I didn't been a free agent yet. Which is insane. He's just like, yeah, we're going to get Hayward. Just knew it. Just What he did for the city was just cannot be. Plus what he's done for cancer and all that. Just a a great great guy all around. Just a workhorse. I just love watching him pitch. I'll always yeah. love Lester. But so. my my second one, another one of those Boston Red Sox. I have a few of them on here. Pedro Martinez. Pedro Martinez. He was another one of them fun guys. Uh, the whole Yankees rivalry. He really fed into. It's just fun yep. player to watch. Fun dude to watch. He's also on my list. Is number two. Um, I'll never forget the Who's Your Daddy. Yeah. Just they said paid. He got shelled by the Yankees in the regular season. Three. They said, yeah, "What can you do?" He said, "Tip my cap and call the Yankees my daddy." <laughs> and then he gets. They put him in Game Seven and they start saying, "Who's your daddy?" Oh man, just, that is legendary. Wasn't, legendary. Wasn't he the one that threw Zimmer down? Yeah, he came charging at him. He just kind of by the hat, the helmet, or the head, just kind of like lowered him to the ground. <laughs> I'll just Zimmer was Joe like Buck. seventy years old. Joe Buck's called. Oh, Pedro Martinez is thrown down Zimmer to the ground. <laughs> Man, those, you that not fun those games were so much fun. That fun whole era. rivalry was just on A-Rod and Veritek and Ortiz. It was just can't miss baseball. It was so good. Oh, man. <laughs> so much fun. We'll never see a rivalry like that. might no. be the best, best stretch of rivalry ever, honestly. They truly hated each other. Yep. And they were good, both good every single year. Yeah, they're basically in the ALCS every yeah. single year and against they each other. They hated each other. But I'll never forget that game seven, that whole Yankee Stadium's chant, who's your daddy? <laughs> that might be the just, best baseball moment of all time. Then why they even put him in the game was beyond me. Just got him fired they up. Did. Yeah. yeah, but just who's your daddy? Just tip the cap and call the Yankees my daddy. <laughs> just such a great guy. Oh, yeah. Tim, before we get on with the rest of our list, our recording, we got to stop it here and restart it because we're getting close to the time limit of recording. So <laughs> make sure you keep on listening and we'll be back basically right now. <laughs> all right so we got one starting pitcher left and two closing or relief pitchers and then a manager my third yeah. one i think we are pretty similar on the last few but my third starting pitcher carrie wood growing up in that era of cubs baseball oh just he was unbelievable and his 1998 strikeout 20 strikeout game was on espn the other day and i was watching it just great game ever pitched yeah watching it too i was couldn't believe some of the stuff even 20 over 20 years ago he was unbelievable he was unhittable the, the only hit was a slow roller went basically over his club <laughs> but Kerry oh. wood came out right away he's like oh yeah that was a hit like who does kevin, that too kevin who does that some of those guys so, on that cubs team were interesting for sure good. but they made they made a Decent run made, that year, though. Made the playoffs, won the wild card that year. Yeah, Sammy went that wild, obviously. That was a obviously. magical season. Sammy hit 66 homers. But Jeff Bagwell said he never felt more dominated on a baseball field than he did that day. He said it was about the third inning. I said it went back to Craig Beasley and said, we're not getting a hit today. He said they just they knew there was no way. And actually, there's this guy that rates every single baseball game by a score for a pitcher. And he still said to this day that is his highest rated score ever carry was touching like back then too he was touching like 98 99 oh yeah i'll just then never that curveball man when he came up i remember at easter day 
he pitched on Easter Sunday, the major league debut, he struck out the first guy, and it was just like, okay, this kid's different. There's just something different about him. And if he wouldn't have got hurt, oh, he would have been special. He was special, even with what he did have. Yep, but yep. Just, I just remember oh, every fifth day, like, there was a buzz. Like, oh, oh, carries on the mound? I remember one of the first game I ever went to Wrigley, they were playing the Mets. Kerry was on the mound. And everybody, I was nine years old or eight years old, whatever. Everybody was wearing a Kerry Wood jersey. Oh, Not just sure. some people. Literally, like, everybody. Like, okay, this dude's different. Like, people love he him. He was one of the most... Like, he was one of the most popular Cubs of all time. Like, not the best, but just the most popular. He was just loved. Oh, yeah. He's definitely in he the was top like three for Ron sure. Ron Sano, Mark Grace, just loved. Yep. It's a Ron shame Sano Mark Grace loved is... Kerry Wood. Just yeah. loved Kerry He was his <laughs> guy. Oh, my. He would just gush over him. I'll never forget that in the 98, in the 20 straight guard game, Pat Hughes said, he's pitching like it's the World Series. And Ron said, if he pitches like this will go to the World Series. <laughs> he just he loved Kerry. Kerry couldn't do anything wrong. Special, so, special talent, that's for special, sure. Special, special, special talent. Had so, a great career, really. Oh, he really did. Did some great closing, went to the pitch for the Yankees for a few years. Yeah, really became playoffs. a pretty good closer. Yeah, he was the Cubs closer for a few years. <laughs> yep. Just a great uh love, Kerry Wood. Still love yep. today, this day. Yep. So and let's get on to the yeah, he was he raked that. Remember that homer he hit game seven of the 2003 NLCS? When he hit gave that, me, I, gave me hope. I thought, okay, here we go. Yeah. When he hit that, uh, I didn't think there was a chance in hell we were losing. <laughs> nope. So, but well, let's get the to closers. the closers. Got two closers. Obviously, you got to have this guy on here. He was the best closer of all time. Not even close. Mariano Rivera, longtime Indeed. Yankees pitcher. Last player to ever wear number 42. Yep. Definitely the best closer of all time. Which is even more crazy because with all the quarantine stuff going on, they've been showing old baseball games. Yep. His game seven against well, whatever game it was, but I think it was game seven against the Arizona Diamondbacks. Just yep. unbelievable that uh, that even happened. They blew a save. Even that, they got that little blooper by Gonzalez to beat him. But... I, I remember for a fact he blew two saves in his postseason career. He blew that one and um, game four like in 2003, uh, two, would have been 2004 against the Red Sox. When yeah. they were down 3 0, he blew that when Rob, Dave Roberts stole second base. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. But otherwise, the guy was just unhittable. Just absolutely game in, game out, pl- pressure situations, that cuttery through. He was like the first guy that developed and really threw a cutter with accuracy and stuff too yep. he was he was unbelievable yep and i grew up watching because i watched the playoffs every year and he was there every year so i had to love him yep just loved him closing number two who do you got i got the shooter himself rod back baby <laughs> <laughs> i always the remember shooter. he was like the first closer i actually remember because he would come in just as such a distinguished look that mullet, yep. those handlebars, and every time he got the save, he'd throw the little guns out. <laughs> he actually saved 50 games. We were talking about Kerry Wood that magical season. He actually saved 50 games that season for the Cubs. Rod Mackin. 1998, baby. <laughs> that was a that team with Wood and Sammy. Yeah, Grace. Yep, Rod Beck was the closer of that oh, team. Man. He saved 50 games, the shooter. Did you know I was doing some research when I made this list, but 
He actually passed away a few years ago. Yes, he did. Yep. The shooter, because Mark Grace is bad. all worried about it. Yeah. But and I remember he's my number two. <laughs> in 99, him and Mark Grace started paying the players for anything they do good. Really? Because <laughs> the Cubs were so bad. I remember that. They would be like, hey, if you get a hit, we'll give you $10. You get a homer, we'll give you $40. Yeah. Because <laughs> they were so bad. And him and Grace were paying the players. Unbelievable. But, uh, number two for me, Ryan Dempster. Not a great closer. It was always very scary when he came into the game. But just a all-around good guy, good baseball guy, loves the Cubs. and just I don't know. I just loved him. My dad always called him Ryan Dumpster because he just <laughs> didn't believe in him at all. But we had a couple years there where he were closing games for the Cubs, and it was not pretty, but he's on my list. Basically, we had him and Marmol back to bet for a long time, and that was – Carlos Marmol. Oh, man, that yep. was ugly. Do you remember Joe Borowski? Yeah, a little he bit. Was the 2003 closer, Joe Blow Borowski. Latroy Hawkins was in, in that <laughs> role for a Hawkins. While. Yeah, they were. Marmol was so electric when he was on. He had some dirty stuff for sure. He reminded me a lot of CJ Edwards. When he was on, he was as good as anyone in the game. Yeah. But he just could never find the control. So a little bit mental for sure. Head case. Carlos Marmol. But to the manager. Last but not least, got to have this guy on here. The Even OG. though he's he's no longer my manager. He'll Cubs. always be my manager. Yeah. Joe Madden, man. Just unbelievable. Oh. Loves to have fun. Anywhere he goes, they're going to be a winner, let's be honest. They've won and they're going to have gone. fun doing it. Yep. Yep. He's just His system wears out after a few years because it just it doesn't work forever. Yep. But he was the perfect man in 2016. He kept the pressure off him, kept it lighthearted, kept it fun. <clears throat> Just the perfect man for the situation. Yeah, they don't win the World Series without him, no question. You cannot, yep. They rip him for his game, in-game management or whatever, but we no way did we win that World Series without Joe Madden. No way. We would have fallen apart somewhere in the playoffs without him. Yep, you're so right. He, just, he was the man for the hour, and I'll always love him. Yep. The man deserves a statue outside Wrigley Field. I'm sorry. I would give him a statue right. Give him a statue right next to Ernie and Harry and Rob. He deserves a statue out there. At least like the glasses, like sign, you know, where that or even just a flag. Yeah, a flag with the glasses or yeah, that would be dope. Actually, flag down the (laughs) outfield wall that just says whatever one of his sayings or something. Yeah, try not to suck. But (laughs) try not to suck. Yeah, that is just he deserves something. Yeah, because the greatest manager in Cup history in my mind. One of the best in uh, baseball history, too, for sure, I would yep. say. But he will always be the man that broke the curse. We might for win sure. another World Series, but it'll never be the same as that. That was that was special. Game changer. <laughs> so that's a good list. Yeah, that was a lot of fun. I mean, there was a lot of people looking back. Shortstop was loaded for me with Derek Jeter, Cal Ripken. Right field was loaded with Vlad, Sammy. Roberto Clemente was one of my favorite players, but just... I really wanted Griffey on my list too, but I couldn't Griffey, put him over. Mike Trout, I would I yeah. love me some Mike Trout. Love Albert Pujols at first base. Yep. It's just there's so many baseball players. I love Trevor Hoffman as a closer. Yep. Um, Trevor was unbelievable, man. Andrew Sandman, yeah, just it's just it's just so many great players. It's just it's hard to pick, but it's a hard list. It'd kind of be fun to do. Obviously, 
it'd be a lot of work and I don't know if we'd actually do it, but by era too, that would be fun. Oh yes. Oh yes. There's definitely, definitely. Cause you go back into the sixties and fifties and there's a lot of great players that you just don't know about. Oh yeah. Like people don't know how good Roberto Clemente was or Willie Mays or they're just superstars. Yep. Or even right. back to the thirties with Babe Ruth. Or, so yeah. Some of those other dudes. I was with Babe Ruth. He was Shoeless Joe. 50, yeah, but Babe Ruth was hitting 30, 40, 50 homers when everyone else was hitting three or four. <laughs> it was just, it was like literally there was a year I looked it up. He hit like 50 homers and the next closest guy was like seven. That is insane. It's, it's just unbelievable how dominant the Babe was. Yeah, and it's like you said, it's not like everybody else was doing it. <laughs> no, the next guy would have 10 and Babe would have 60. Unbelievable. And people look, right? oh, he only hit 60 homers, but you look at, what everyone else in that game, he changed baseball. He changed, made it the live ball era. It was just different with Babe. Yeah. Yep. Plus, he just lived his life the way. He, you talked about Mickey Mantle. Babe just lived his life the way he wanted to live it. Gotta love it too. So the Babe. <laughs> the there's babe. very few people. It's very few people you can the just slot. say their 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 first name. And just the Babe, and everyone knows who you're talking about. Yep. So funny Who's story. Jeff actually met his granddaughter. Recently, or uh, no, when she was traveling to New York, hmm. she met her on a, she met her on a subway, and took a picture with her, and spent like probably an hour talking to her about Babe. <clears throat> she crazy. had a shirt on that said "I'm Babe Ruth's granddaughter," and so she like started talking to her, and yeah, she sent me a picture because she knew she didn't know really who Babe was. She's like, "I know you're a big baseball fan. This guy, this good lady's Babe Ruth's granddaughter." I'm like what? <laughs> yeah, kind of we met her on a subway in New York City. Unbelievable. But <laughs> anywho, so that's a good list. I think yeah. you did well. Anything else you really want to touch on that? No, just let's get baseball back so we can stop debating yeah. stuff and Sports let's play some baseball. Please. please let's please, have some World Series. You. Do you think I just want to ask you this because I've heard this? Do you think there's a chance the NBA and Major League Baseball and the NFL could all be going at the same time? Because of this stuff? Yes. I think there's a Good, realistic chance. Yes, I do. That'd be and insane. I think we'll have the NBA. That'd be awesome. Watch the NBA Finals and the NFL and MLB all the same night. Yeah. I don't know what the, the, uh, the MLB is going to have to do something just because of how many games they have. What do you think about the, the Christmas Day World Series? Christmas Day World Series? <laughs> that would be it. wild, man. Can you imagine? But dad's like, you used to watch the NBA? Now we'll turn out the let's watch the World Series. If they were playing in like Chicago or somewhere cold, <laughs> I'd watch. Oh yeah, I would probably go. Yeah. Cubs, <laughs> Cubs, Twins in the World Series. You got Minnesota, and Chicago. Oh, just freezing, man. <laughs> <That'd be> awesome. <laughs> but it's gonna be wild to see what happens. Yeah, I'm. I'm looking forward to just hearing the decisions and whatnot. Hopefully yep. soon. So, how well, should we but, just right. go straight into wrap up tonight? Let's wrap it up. All right. Thanks, everybody, for listening. We really appreciate it. Get out, share our page, share our podcast, tell your friend about us. You know, everybody's quarantined, taking it pretty pretty easy and chill here, so make sure you tell us, tell them about us. Uh, anything you want to yeah. add on that, Timmy? And Eric's going to try to get some quarantine questions up for us. Yep. He usually handles the Facebook posts because I'm not smart enough to do them, honestly. <laughs> honestly, I think Eric, I'm going to... Reach out to some of these athletes that aren't doing anything right now. Like, hey, you want to come on this no-name <laughs> podcast? Like, that would be awesome. Might as well try it. Yeah, because they're not doing anything else, right? They're so bored. For sure. 
But so, yeah. Make sure you guys stay safe out there. <coughs> Obviously, make the right decision. Hopefully, this all goes away ASAP and we can go back to living great lives and doing what we love to do every single day. For sure. Stay safe, everybody. Yep. Make sure you follow us on our social media pages if you haven't. Our Twitter is at CornFedPodcast1. Our Instagram is CornFedPodcast1. Our Facebook is Facebook.com slash CornFedPodcast1. Our blog website is CornFedPodcast.blogspot.com. And our YouTube channel is CornFedInc. Well, um, Timmy, you want, know what? I just want to add this real quick. They have announced they are moving up the 10-part Michael Jordan documentary, The Last Dance, to April 19th. Nice. That'll be awesome. Was was slated to air in June. It will now air starting April 19th. Never been more excited for a documentary than I am this. That one's going to be so, incredible, man. Unbelievable. The last day of 10 parts. I can't wait for it. Me either. But yes, it is time. What time is that, Timmy? You've officially you been? Mid-corn fed. <laughs> corn fed. Corn fed.